is the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. For the first time in Cliffo and Bronte history, which is only like three months, it's not that yeah. much history, okay. uh, but a pod in, in separate ends of the state today. We're at different places because yes. you're not here. You were lucky enough to go and see one Harry Styles last night. Me and 50,000 of us. But as my mother always says, Cliffo, distance makes the house. <laughs> That's what my mum always says too. She's drunk when she says it, I should say. That's why she's slurring. My mum's all about words from the house. Um, that means it's from your heart and your ass. So really, from top to toe. <laughs> uh, look, we're going to have a full breakdown of what you saw at Harry Styles. Um, I'm going to give you a full breakdown on why I was wrong last week, and I don't have fat ears. This is oh. a huge personal breakthrough for me, mate. I'm just glad to hear you say that you were wrong about something because you've been right far too many times on this yeah. show recently. Seldom does it happen, but <laughs> you will hear a backtrack from me today. Uh, plus, Bronte's Facebook. Fails return. It's the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. Facebook fails. Yes, I was just having a little giggle to myself. I've collated uh, probably nine different um, statuses and some obviously fake ones that I'm going to present to you over the next couple of weeks. And um, I had an interesting relationship with Facebook back in the day. I really thought it was like a dear diary moment. And so what I'm going to do is I'll give you two, I'll give you three statuses all up, two are real, one one is fake. And you tell me which is the fake one. You ready? Please, hit me. Number one. Wow, I did not know my body could produce that. I guess that's what you get when you eat olives for three days straight. Oh, I know you are obsessed with olives. You love olives. (laughs) Number two. Shabuya, Shasha, Shabuya, roll call. My name is Bronte and I'm strong and when I shake it, you better bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not saying much. I'm just trying to let these <laughs> marinate. Yeah, totally. And sink in. Okay, and then three. number three. Yeah. Being able to taste your eye drops, not a good time. Okay, I'm... I'm going to lock in number one is real. Number one is real. Number one, being able to produce, uh, not knowing that my body could produce that after eating olives. Yep. Yep. Okay. You and number three, real? I reckon, I know I've put in eye drops and stuff in before, and then I've been able to taste it in my throat. Mm-hmm. Like the minute you said that, I felt like I could taste that. I think we all like could taste it. Sensation in my throat, yeah. So I feel like that is true as well. I'm going to say the fake one is the... Shabu yeah, shabu yeah, shababa dabba ding dong or whatever you, it was. You don't think that I would in the middle. I no, would... that's fake. That's a bit of Langbrook poetry there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm right. Oh. Oh. I feel like I never guess these. I know. Is it? <sighs> I guess the olive. I think the olive thing was obviously a joke that I'm hoping somebody posted on my time. Like. Yeah. hacked my Facebook, but it was something that was posted from my account, so clearly I either was in an olive haze or, yeah, it was hacked, but, yeah, the Shaboya thing was fake. Like, I wouldn't subject anyone to this, but for some reason I want to know what your body was producing. I don't know why. <laughs> no. The mind is going there. Let me, like you know, and... you know my bowel movements are not not great yeah. at the best All of right. times. Yep. No, a jar of yep. olives does not knew. help. And I don't know why I said anything. Why I would knew, you do that? I knew I was going to regret it. People are eating breakfast. I knew it. <laughs> Few Queenslanders, about 50,000 of them, were lucky enough to see the man 
live in his only Queensland gig last night, Langus. Yes, I was one of the record-breaking crowds, Cliffo. I went along with my mum, who is... Definitely a bigger Harry Styles fan than I am. She got onto him by watching TikTok videos and just being like, who's this lovely boy? And all of a sudden just obsessed. And um, she was in her element last night. She um, just she kept turning to me and just being like, he's such a lovely boy. He's such a lovely boy. And he is. Harry, like, he's very appreciative. He's very... Um, I mean, he's an incredible performer. It's just him up on that stage for two hours. I I don't know what the X Factor is, but I feel like with Harry, whatever the X Factor is, it's just there in spades. And when he's on stage, he's just such Mm. a commanding presence. Yes. I've never been to like an Elton John concert or like a Michael Jackson concert, but I imagine it is a similar captivating, you know, interaction. He is just, yeah, there's no costume changes. There's no frills about it. He is just him out there with an incredible band. Um, And one of the songs uh, that surprised me in the one that got everybody up and dancing was this one. treat people with kindness and that was kind of like the overarching message of the whole concert. Harry's like, I want you to come here and be the best version of yourself and be whatever version you know you have always wanted to be and you see that in the way people are dressing and it's all just very, it's all about self-love and, and loving each other and being kind. I haven't heard that. Is that on his latest album, that one? It, Is that an no, older one? Okay. That was on, um, that was on his second album, okay. which was the like the Watermelon the one, Sugar. Yeah, the latest is the one that I've listened to on repeat. But mm, Harry's House. Yeah. So, I mean, he is incredible. I didn't get any videos. Someone asked me before, any videos, any photos on my phone? No, I was just there watching him and just being completely enamoured by his presence. He is, if you can see him, I don't know what the ticket situation in Sydney's like, but you've got to see it once in your life. He's just, he's so hot as well. <laughs> Far out. Were you the only person not using yeah. your phone? I was like, when you're there, like... Yeah, I didn't film anything. I didn't take any photos. I'm like, well, you're not very 2023, are you? Well, I just thought maybe if he looks into the crowd and sees me, like, just being there watching, not filming, he'll be like, she's different. She's I should the one. bring her backstage. She's the one. And a very Sorry. big good morning to your boyfriend. Sorry, Dylan. Dylan, <laughs> who was not in attendance last <laughs> night at the concert. Bucks is back tomorrow morning, the 2nd of March. Oof, we're into March. We're oh, second March day into March. Is flying, isn't it? And yes. I'm not trying to pad while I find what the sheet is to I tell right you the fr- clue. I got you back. I got you back. Do you want me to do it? I found it, but you, you still got me. I never still... get a chance. I want yeah, to do it. do it. So your letter is O and your free clue is ostrich. <gasps> Are you old so- enough to remember Aussie ostrich? No, mate. Hey, hey, it's Saturday, mate. No, I wasn't a hey, yeah. hey, it's Saturday girly. So, yeah, I mean, that's back in the days when we let puppets host TV shows. Agro <laughs> was one. We had an ostrich as another one. Aussie ostrich. Honestly, what is the departure from an ostrich <sighs> puppet to you and I hosting a show, to be honest? Yeah, let's be honest. There's <laughs> More a lot thought of sim- goes lot into of, that. A lot of similarities there. Uh, ostrich is your free clue. O is your letter for tomorrow's Alpha Bucks on Hit and Listener. <laughs> 
I feel like I need to. You said it was already wrapped up in a package, but I don't feel it is. I feel I need to wrap this little story from last week up in a package. Sure. In which I did admit to you and everyone that I feel like I have fat ears. You did, yeah. That was very. That was. I appreciated your vulnerability, especially then when I proceeded to tell you that I don't think your ears are fat. I think your head you is have, fat. I have a fat head. And the ears and the lobes and everything are just in proportion to the head. That I, really made me feel a lot better. Stand what a friend. By it. Like, who needs enemies with friends you like You asked for my opinion. Uh, my reasoning was whenever I walk, the, the air, air, they're not Apple. AirPods. AirPods, is that what they're called? Yep. They pop out consistently. And I was trying to talk to my friend Nick on his birthday and I showed you the the call log on my iPhone <laughs> seven times I yes. hung up on him accidentally pushing the ear pods back in my fat ears or what I thought was my fat ears, right? Yes, that's right. I discovered yesterday that there's actually there's something that I can tweak with the AirPods. It's not my ears that are fat. It was the AirPods that were wrong. And first thing I did was actually call my mate Nick to tell him because he's right across this. I hung up on him seven times or whatever. He didn't pick up the phone. Why would he? Why would he? He knows you're going to call six more times, that's, that's so he's right. got another chance. So I left a voicemail. He called me back later anyway, and I said, hey, actually, I could probably play this. The bro- I could probably use this with Bronte or whatever. Oh. She thinks I got fat ears. We talked about it. I said, can you like um, video record my uh, voicemail message? And he did that, and he sent it back to me. Oh. So this is the voicemail message I left Nick yesterday afternoon explaining that my ears are not, in fact, fat. Okay? Have a listen. <laughs> Nick, it's Cliffo, mate. Um, so just wanted to follow up after the whole seven phone calls debacle the other day. Um, turns out I don't have fat ears, which is great news. Um, the AirPods have two separate little earbud attachments. There's a large one and a small one, and I don't have fat ears. In fact, I've got the opposite. I've got small earlobes. So I put the small connector in, and now the AirPods stay in just fine. So we can chat without me hanging up on you seven times. So who's the flog? This guy. So I can confirm I went for a walk yesterday afternoon, Bronte. Yeah. Um, not once did I have to push... Push the AirPods back to they stayed in the whole time with the little small connector. So who's got a fat head now, mate? I probably should have told you as well. There's actually settings on your AirPods so you can change it so that if you do touch them or they come out of your ears, they don't hang up on you on people. You can do that as well? <laughs> You're the most awful friend. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> I was one of the 50,000 people in attendance seeing the one and only Harry Styles pack out Heritage Bank Stadium on the Gold Coast. And it was, I mean, I've been looking forward to this concert for about six months and it was worth the wait. He was just such a great performer, Cliffo, captivating on stage, great moves, incredible voice. But probably my favourite part of the concert was a lot of people in the front mosh pit area bring signs and about halfway through the concert, Harry tells them all to put up their signs and he likes to read them and he talks to people in the audience. It's it's awesome. Um, but there were two girls last night who caught Harry's attention with their sign and I really have not been able to stop thinking about what was on their their signs. God, it must have been a good one. Like that's <laughs> the lasting memory from a Harry Styles concert. True. Okay, I've got high hopes them. for this sign, mate. 
<laughs> One of them. Okay. So there were two girls, Katie S and Katie C, and they were best friends. Yep. And Harry saw that Katie S had lifted up a sign that said, my daughter was born to the sound of Matilda, which is oh, one of Harry's song. new songs on yeah, Harry's yeah, house. Yeah. Oh, he played it last night. Lots of people crying. And then the other Katie sign said, and she was born on top of me, which obviously oh. Harry saw and was a bit confused by and the Katie's ended up elaborating that they were out shopping at the time and Katie the first Katie was pregnant obviously went into labor and her friend Katie had to kind of just be her support system hadn't planned to be part of the birth story at all and helped deliver baby um Katie's baby And it was God, a, it's an involved story to get on signage at a concert. Like that's <laughs> like to actually spell it all out like you have. That's yes. a lot of cardboard and poster paint. And that's Harry, like, interacting with these girls, you know, while screaming other girls mm. are around. So well done to everyone for speaking loudly and clearly. But it got us thinking on 131060, who was at the birth that wasn't invited? Oh, mate. <laughs> oh mate, <laughs> who there was it? The mum stories, or the dad? Obviously, we assume, or you know, your partner. Uh, we assume that those people are involved in the birth, but maybe there was someone there who wasn't See, meant I, to be I, there. I, I got to pull you up there, mate. Mum and dad, get out, get out, get out, get out. You know, <laughs> no, come, come. The when, baby's oh, mum and dad. I thought you meant like the mum and dad of the person giving birth. No, like, mate. The only people, and this is this is just me, right? Yeah. But the only people who need to be in that delivery room yes. are uh, the mother, the father, or whatever the situation is. Yes, Whoever's exactly. bringing this child into the world, they can be in there, medical staff, everyone else, go away. Yeah, I could not imagine my mother like uh, uh, being involved in that process. She would just stress me out too much. It is just not something that I would want involved. And I'm sure there's other people. Maybe you've gone into labour in public and there was a stranger who helped you, but we want to know who was involved in the birth that wasn't invited. Yeah, whether or not they just popped up and rocked up. (laughs) Like, I'm thinking they're like the mum from Everybody Loves Raymond or something. Like, you know, Marie, she's not going to stay out of it. Oh, no. it could be one of two things. Maybe, yeah, like the in-laws or someone just rocked up. Like, hey, congrats, we're here while you're still in labour. Or maybe it was more like your your thing at the Harry Styles one where, like, accidentally. Yes. You know, if you're giving birth in Coles, that's where it's going to happen. Exactly. There's people around. (laughs) Half off at the deli, but also uh, here's a baby. (laughs) 13-10-60, if you've got a story. Uh, Grant's here. Grant, who was part of the baby's delivery that wasn't meant to be there? Morning, guys. How are we? Good, mate. Good. I was first child. My wife and I were enjoying the moment, and I went to go cut the umbilical cord. And my my ex and I underlined my ex mother in law come from nowhere and cut the cord. <gasps> no! Yeah. No. That's like the one, like I've been there for that moment twice. It's like the one thing that the, the father in your situation and mine gets to do that's kind of feels important. Oh, no. Like it's the uh, one yeah, spe- special thing that you get to do. and Yeah, especially the first. Yeah, wow. your first. That is very Marie from Everybody Loves Rain. Isn't, isn't it? it? She'd rock up with her own scissors. <laughs> and a casserole. ready to go. And a casserole. 13, 10, 60. Scott's here. Who rocked up at a birth just wasn't meant to be there, mate? Uh, that would be me. 
Oh. Oh. Uh, you're the guy. <laughs> what did you do, Scott? I'm the guy. <laughs> my, uh, my best mate and his uh, missus I went into labour and took off to the hospital at about 10 a.m. and uh, uh, all very exciting anyway. Must have been about midnight and I was texting him trying to find out, you know, how it all went. He wasn't getting through. Obviously, he didn't have his phone on him, so I uh, drunk in a bar at 1 a.m., jumped into a taxi to head over there. I actually got some flowers from a VP Express. Yeah, and you, know, uh, you don't want to turn up empty-handed. And went, <laughs> exactly. And I went wandering through and uh, and found the room and uh, walked in, and we were uh, we were almost there, not all the way there. So I did a quick turn around and uh, headed back out that door. Oh, my. Scott. <laughs> It ended up okay, though. I ended up becoming the godfather of the child. So, uh, kind of been that bad. Well, I mean, with wonderful wisdom, like barging into your friend's delivery room, why wouldn't you want to guide that child? He didn't barge in empty-handed. This is the thing. If you're going to barge in, guys, (laughs) at least have gifts. Scott, thanks for the call, mate. Thanks, guys. Rebecca's here. Who is around for Bub's delivery that wasn't meant to be, Beck? Hi, how are you going? Um... I was flown in on the RFDS, oh, so the I lived out doctors. west. Yeah, um, and went into labour early. Uh huh. My my husband worked away, oh. so I made a phone call to a friend and said, "Hey, can you come up to the hospital? I just need some supplies, a toothbrush, change of clothes." Yeah. Um, my friend Selena stayed for the whole experience, and after that, she went, "I know what I'll do with the rest of my life. I want to be a midwife." Wow. Yeah. So after that, she um, went to uni, studied really hard after and managing a family and become a midwife. Oh, Selena. I mean, yeah. you can. I reckon you can claim that. Midwives bring a lot of <laughs> yeah. joy to this world. I don't know. Her husband says I can take the uni bill anytime. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great joys when it comes to travelling is getting a plane row to yourself. Oh, my God. There is nothing. I mean, <sighs> domestic flights, yes, but when you're on an international oh flight God, and you're just waiting and you're seeing people pile in and mentally you're just like, yeah. don't, Mate, don't sit next to me. True story. Michelle and I, Queensland to Bali, wrote to ourselves, just the two of us. Stunning. Four kids. Oh, So good. So much I don't want to know any more about what you two did on that flight. You want to know nothing more about that whole trip, my friend. <laughs> oh. There was a lot of bintangs had. It's not a sexy fix. No, not a sexy not fix. not a sexy fix. Um... So, yeah, it's, it's a great joy. And a woman has put together a TikTok video. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a bit of a hack on how you can actually get yourself a whole row, row to yourself when you're, when you're flying. So I'm oh. going to play it to you now. Listen to this. She speaks pretty quickly, um, but I'll break it down afterwards. I recently got a whole row to myself on Qantas, and this is how we did it. Once you get to your gate, you want to wait until it's about 10 minutes before boarding, then open up the Qantas app and click the seat selector tool. If there's a whole row free or even just a better seat, make a mental note of that seat number. You won't be able to select the new seat in the app as it's too close to boarding, so simply just go up to the desk and politely ask to have it changed. So easy, and I can't believe this works. All right, did you catch any of that? I did, yeah. Okay. That's so interesting. I'm flying with Qantas today. Okay, so she uses Qantas as the example, but essentially when you're in the lounge about to take off, open up the app where you can change the seats, mm-hmm. and it still displays all the rows with, like, the crosses out for the seats that are taken. And, I don't know, is it ticks or whatever it is for the seats that are available? I think so, yeah. I think they're just, like, not greyed out. 
um, because um, the gates and whatnot are not open yet, you can't actually change it on the app. So you just go to the counter and say, hey, can I sit in 17A? Yeah, Because right. that whole row is free. And most of the time, the people will just be like, yeah, that's fine. There's no reason we can't. You know, they're pretty accommodating at the gate. But and now, that's yes. how you get a row to yourself. But now, because that thing has gone so viral, I'd seen that this thing had had, you know, news articles about it. I hadn't read what the actual hack was. Now people are going to be changing yeah. their seats and then they're just going to end up sitting right. beside people anyway. And then that that's where the empty seats will half be. Half the plane <laughs> queuing up requesting to sit in 17A. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Can you beat Bronte? need to ask you some questions. Okay, 150 bucks cash on the line. Jeff is playing for the jackpot today. And this could be a handy skill for this game. Jeff, you referee rugby union on the weekends, is that right? That's right. Right. So you used to whistle Bronte or (laughs) maybe the sin bin if I get a bit out of line. Uh, maybe maybe a yellow card just for a bit of a warning. Oh, Jeff. Red card her mate. Straight off. Uh, Straight off. Only gets the red if she gets knocked over today. Okay, right, we'll see. Wow. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take down Jeff. Uh, I'm going to talk back to the ref. You're going to get into the uh, soundproof booth, my friend. Laters. Off she goes. And I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you, Jeff. That's five questions, mate. You good to go? Yep. Time starts now. Online, what does LOL stand for? Laugh out loud. What popular TV show is credited with putting Kate Bush back in the charts last year? Ooh, Strange Things. Which Australian band have a friend called Dorothy the Dinosaur? The Wiggles. In which city would you find the Coliseum? Uh, Rome. In a leap year, how many days are there in February? 29. Very, very confident. Very confident indeed. Okay, we're going to get Bronte out of the soundproof booth. We're going to put the same 30 seconds on the clock. What's up? See how she goes. Oh, after two hours sleep after Harry Styles last <laughs> night. She's going to yeah, be she's rough. Saying, she's saying waza, waza. So waza. that kind of sums up my brain capacity at the heard moment. that since 2005, but that's good. <laughs> uh, okay. 30 seconds on the clock. Focus. Yep, I'm focused. Your time starts now. Online, what does LOL stand for? Laugh out loud. What popular TV show is credited with putting Kate Bush back in the charts last year? Stranger Things. Which Australian band have a friend called Dorothy the Dinosaur? The Wiggles. In which city would you find the Coliseum? Rome. In a leap year, how many days are there in February? 29. Oh, my God. That's 30 seconds. <sighs> my knees are weak. Mm. Arms are heavy. Mum's spaghetti? Something. I'd Something love some spaghetti Mom's right now. Spaghetti. Oh. Uh, producer Alicia put us out of our misery. How did we go? So, LOL stands for laugh out loud. Both of you got that one correct. Low. Stranger Things put Kate Bush back in the charts. Both of you got that one correct. The Wiggles have a friend called Dorothy the Dinosaur. Both of you got that one correct. And the Coliseum is in Rome. Both of you got that one correct. And in February, on a leap year, there are 29 days, which both of you got correct. Five points apiece. Benefited of the doubt. Jeff takes it out. He takes it out. Well done, Jeff. 150 bucks all yours. Awesome. The old Calm down, Jeff. The... Calm down. Don't get too excited, mate. Goodness. Well, it's, well, it's not like you have to leap two metres to beat a sheep. 
That's true. God, God that is Throw going back. right back. Yeah. To the, the, that's like the first thing we made Bronte do, beat the sheep leap, Jeff. You've got a good memory, man. All right, he's earned it. I appreciate that, Jeff. Uh, yeah, you're, you're a hardcore listener. You've been there since day one. You can oh. have the one fitty. Yeah, new to Toowoomba and you guys are uh, the morning drive, so well well done. Oh, good on oh, you, mate. You're thanks. looking at a beautiful part of the world. All right, love you, Jeff. Um... Gee, the old benefit of the doubt, mate. Uh, mate, that is honestly, mate. that is the that is the worst way for me to go down. Not only do I get five out of five, but somehow I still she lose. Goes down. Yep. I'm going to... That's how it is, mate. I'm coming forever came up with that rule. Who was I it? I think it was you in a, in a meeting, <laughs> actually. A uh, headline that grabbed me this morning, mate, and it's no secret on this show, I'm, I'm the resident beer drinker. Yep. Love a brewski. A German brewery is on the brink of creating a drink. You're a poet well, and you didn't it? even know was it. worded very well. Good and good that. alliteration. Um, a German brewery is on the brink of creating a drink that will revolutionise the global beverage industry. Beer in powdered form is on its way. Oh. Have you heard of Tang before? I haven't heard of Tang. Ask your mum and dad. What they is would have, it? They would have had this back in the day. It's Cotty's Cordial, essentially. It's, well, it's not Cotty's, but it's mix-up Cordial, but it's uh-huh. a powder. Right. That's Tang. A glass of Tang. Glass of Tang. But you can still get Tang, I think. Like, I don't think everywhere. Like, you might not get it at Woolies and Coles, but... Is it beside the sarsaparilla, Granddad? Yeah, is right? that what you like? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I said ask your parents, not ask me. <laughs> um, but this is very Tang-like. My dad okay. used to drink Tang growing up. Um, but this German beer company, they've been around for 500 years. They're saying it's super <laughs> eco-friendly powdered beer. Yeah. It has the potential to slash the weight of shipments by 90% because there'll be no need to carry heavy liquids. Liquid's very heavy. And heavy bottles. Instead, you ship the powder around. And that's really good for the environment because then you've got less planes in the air, less, you know, truck emissions and all that stuff to get around because it's so light. Well, they've thought about it. And a beer company that's been around for 500 years clearly know what they're talking about. Did you have an internship there back when they first started? Is that how you first got involved with beer 500 years ago? How have you managed to... (laughs) This is my bit. (laughs) This is what I brought to the table. Sorry, keep going. dare turn it against me. I think, no, I do. Look, I just want to, in closing, I wanted to say I think it's a good idea. If it's good for the environment and it tastes good, I think that's a good thing. What I'm not looking forward to is rocking up at a mate's house with a bag of white powder. (laughs) That's not going to go down well. That was the Cliffo and Bronte podcast.